What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of Bold Podcast by Legendary Youth. I'm Rose. Brianna. <laughs> and there's Brianna. And we um, have taken a break, but we are back. And we are coming back stronger than ever, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope so. <laughs> well, we have two very powerful women in the podcast today. Um, I don't know if you guys want to introduce yourselves. Hi. <laughs> Uh, my name is Rocio. I've been on the podcast, I think, once or twice before. I'm a youth pastor here at Legendary, and I'm excited to be here. Hey. Hi, this is Z. I'm excited to be here. I have not been on the podcast before, so this is exciting for me. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yay. We have the um, s- uh, the Demon Slayers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> we have the demon slayers in the in the building, um, but we kind of wanted to talk about that demon slayer title, or the the whole process of that, um, because it's been going on more and more at church now. I think we're seeing it more than we have in a while, and I don't know if everyone is wait is familiar with it or not. Um, but if you guys can explain. Um, a little bit more of you guys's ministry now that we have this new ministry if anybody wants to start off um, I will say that is this well the question was to describe sorry what was the question no no don't worry to describe uh, more of your ministry since oh. this is a newer ministry. Okay, yes. So we do. Well, time out. I feel like it's new in our church now. In our church now. But I feel like it's always been yeah. around. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's what I was going to quote. I was actually going to quote scripture. Um, it is a command from Jesus when he commanded the 12. He sent them out. Um, and he said to drive out demons or to cast out demons. So this is biblical. And it's been there since Jesus days. Mm-hmm. So. Um, it's not anything new as like a new wave of something. It's something that's in the Bible and it's been there and it's a truth. So um, it's new to our church. I just think that the church has grown to a place where we're believing more in the move of the Holy Spirit. And we're believing, um, I don't know, the Lord just wants to take us to a new place. And that that means that we have to get uncomfortable. That means that things that are within us have to get shaken up Um And that also means that sometimes stuff will manifest. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've seen deliverances growing up. Like it, it, like I said, it hasn't been. It's not something new. It's something that's always been around. And I remember being around when my parents were doing deliverances. Obviously, I was a lot younger, and I didn't. It was just really something normal to me. Um, And then uh, in the last few years, I think it's something that's been awakened in our church. And I think it's just because we kind of grew out of being complacent um, and we kind of awaken this this craving for seeing the supernatural. Um, And I think that that's where uh, God has been leading us now into uh, more of a deliverance and healing and, and wanting to see these supernatural moves of God and the fact that we've we've grown we've grown like very compassionate for the souls and for seeing people freed and and living a life of, of freedom 
Well, you mentioned deliverance. That being said, what is deliverance? <laughs> For those who don't <coughs> yeah. know or understand, like, what is deliverance? Or well, how would you define deliverance, in other words? Because I don't think there's, like, one specific definition. Yeah, I guess just in short, <coughs> it's kind of just a rescue from bondage or danger. Um, you know, the means by which somebody becomes free of a spirit or spirits. Um, I think that if for people to understand the concept, I always like to go back and compare it to the story of Moses. You know, in the Old Testament, Moses is known as being the deliverer. His job was to deliver the Israelites from Egypt. You know, they were in oppression and they were in slavery. And so one thing that's interesting is that the name Egypt, it comes from the Greek. Um, it, the Greeks gave it that name at the, at the time. But if you look at the Bible and you look at the Hebrew meaning of the name Egypt, it's actually Mizraim, which means restraint shut in misery tribulation and distress and so moses was delivering them from a place causing these things causing misery and distress and restraint and so when we think of someone who has a demon um, they have very similar characteristics they're in distress and they're in misery and they're being oppressed by a demonic spirit and so the goal for us is to stand up and i think be bold like moses and be able to facilitate that for other people to bring them out of oppression um, so that they can live in freedom. And I like what Galatians 5.1, it says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And so it says, stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. And so when Jesus died on the cross, it was for our freedom. And so um, sometimes we see that people get back into bondage and into slavery by opening certain doors. And so I think that that's the, that's the best way that I can just describe to someone what, what living in freedom or what deliverance means. So today, for instance, I watched a video um, with, with strongholds and demons. So I hear those words always, like you're either... Um, you have a demon or you have a stronghold but i don't know i think before this video that i watched i didn't really understand what a stronghold meant and what a stronghold was um does anybody want to explain what what those two kind of like how they differentiate or i don't know how to say the word yeah um okay so a demon is like a foot soldier of satan um he's sent they're sent out to torment you to oppress you, to keep you in bondage, to keep you captive so that you don't live your life in the freedom of Jesus, right? Um, so they are, they're just sent to you on assignments to do this. It's a, like it's a spirit. Um, and a stronghold has to do more of your thinking. So the way I think of it is the demon is what came into you and the havoc that they wreak and how you feel and how you think is the stronghold that's um so the damage that they do is the stronghold because it just takes it takes time to um heal from all that right because i mean yes jesus could do it but m on most occasions it takes time to heal from the damage that the demon has like all the havoc that he's wreaked in your life while he was there so that's the stronghold it's more of a how you feel and how you think that's where the stronghold lies like in your mind can you have a stronghold without having a demon I guess um, 
Because then I, well, because it, then it makes me kind of think about like generational well, the, curses, which yeah. I know is like a whole different conversation. Yeah. I think the way that I understand it is that the demon lies within the stronghold. Okay. And so you can have a, a demon in your soul, inside of your soul, but you can also have a demon outside in the stronghold that is around you. So a demon can lie either in your soul or in this stronghold. So you can be freed of maybe a demon that is <clears throat> within you, in your soul, um, but you could still possibly have strongholds that need to be broken. Okay. Is that clear enough? I think so. <laughs> kind of, but I, I need a little bit more. <laughs> we're like, I know, we're like, mm -mm. Well, no, it's because me, the way I think, it's like it has to be like a specific thing, like, for instance, a stronghold, could it be uh, the negative way you think? That's Is that a stronghold? Or is it like a stronghold is like um, like lust? or It could be. I think that, the yeah, if you have negative thoughts, I think that that could be a stronghold. Yeah, I think so it too. can. Um, and I think you have to, those are things that you have to break mm -hmm. by doing certain things. So, for example, if you are someone who thinks negative all the time um, and you want to break that stronghold, one of the ways would be to start spending time with the Holy Spirit because in spending time with the Holy Spirit, he begins to renew your mind. And so those negative thoughts begin to go away, and that's how that stronghold is broken. Did we there define stronghold? No, we haven't so defined it. Maybe we should. Okay. <laughs> so that we like actually understand. So a stronghold is a fortress of lies in your mind and in your emotions. So I feel like. So it's kind of like all the lies that the enemy feeds you. Now? Right. Okay. Got so it. So then you act on them and you can sin. You can sin. So when you said generational curses, I feel like you can have that curse and that demon inside of you. Um, and you get you can get freed from it, but then you have to deal with how you've thought your whole life. Like that's the stronghold. Like so you've had. So this, you literally have to change. It's like rewiring your brain. Like re. That's why the word says renew your mind. Mm -hmm. So it's like creating new habits. Right, new thought processes. So that's why the Bible also says we have to tear down the stronghold because it's also like telling your thoughts. Mm, nope, just kidding. We're not going to think that. We're going to say and declare what the Bi what the Bible says about us and what the Bible declares over us because that's the truth. Like, how do we uncover a lie from the devil? We present truth to it, which is the word of God. And just okay. leading up to that, I read something interesting or I heard something interesting on a video that Isaiah Saldivar did. And he said that 8% of our worries are over real legitimate things. With, and 92% of our worries are over just like what ifs, mm -hmm. past memories, past mm -hmm. experience. So if you think about how much the enemy feeds us lies, it's that 92%. Like we really, our mind only really um, worries over real stuff 8% of the time. Okay. And so it's like, wow, like how much are we actually spending time with the Holy Spirit to where he can renew our mind Dang, and free that 92% of the worries that are just coming from the straight devil? I'm a, I'm a really what if person. <laughs> I think everybody that hangs out with me, I'm like the super what if this, what if that. 
We're like, we can never. And those are fears <laughs> that, you know, those are fears that we have to overcome and we have to retrain our, um, our thoughts, the way that we think, um, to like Z said, to rewire them so that their, our thoughts are aligned with, with God. You know. Another question we had was what are the most, which is something that like many, I've heard like many people ask. So that's why it's on here, which is what are the most common demons and spirits that you guys see like in deliverances? Well, that's a good one. Yeah. I feel like lately, like when I say lately, like in the last few months, Mm -hmm. um, the most common that I've seen are spirit of fear, anxiety, depression, and suicide. I think those are the ones that I've been seeing the most lately. Yeah. Um, just administering to people and when people share their their feelings with me and I think it's just because mental health is a really big thing right now and the last few years have been very different for a lot of people when it comes to COVID Mm -hmm. um, racial tension politics and I think that these last two years and everything going on in our world it's given satan a foothold to come in and enter and take over territory and he's used those things and so um i think that those are the ones that i've been seeing a lot that people need to um, either strongholds or maybe deliverance from a, a demon um because i don't know about you guys but i don't it's not normal when you when you hear about a 12 year old committing suicide yeah. no. it's not normal when you hear you know that these young kids are dealing with like deep depression Mm -hmm. and so i think that we've almost like the world wants to normalize it and say oh you know you just need medication you just need therapy you need counseling and i get that some cases are not maybe demonic have nothing to do and some cases are just trauma of of past experiences and maybe some do require medication but I think a lot of them are demonic and a lot of them are without cause. And that's when you know that it is a spiritual attack. So I think that those are the that's things. Friend, the bird. That's a friend. He's back yeah. for another <laughs> season. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So I think that those are the ones that I've been seeing the most lately um, in the people that I've been praying for and ministering to. I would say that one that I typically run into, which is a really strong one, is unforgiveness. Oh, yeah. I think people don't even know they have that. Yeah, have that one. Unforgiveness. Oh. Oh, that's a big one. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I would say that one is the root of a lot of problems. And then also the spirit of lust. I mean, we know that just uh sexual immorality has kind of taken over like music, social TV, media. social yeah. media. I mean, sometimes I sit and we me and my husband are trying to like pick out a movie and it's hard to find it's hard to find a good movie that like you can literally watch in front of your kids because it's that decent it's really hard um to find a tv show you know and so you're like just kidding we're just gonna sit and read the bible (laughs) (laughs) literally we've we've done we haven't exactly done that but we've turned off like three movies you know going into it it's like no not the right movie so we've turned off like three movies and then we'll end up like just putting on like a preaching or something like I can just feed my soul instead of, you know, whatever. But um, just because it's so hard and because I do feel like the enemy has infiltrated like so much of everything of our culture. And so I think that lust is a big one. A lot of people dealing with uh, pornography addictions. And it's not even just men because I think that that was a stigma for a long time Mm -hmm. that it was just men. 
um, it's women now too, and um, and it's it, it doesn't even matter the age anymore. Like it's just everyone, and so I think it's because it's so normal now. Like everywhere you go, it's just everywhere. Sin well, is, yeah. yeah, sin is trying to is the yeah. world is trying to normalize sin. Yeah, like I went to the mall with um, my kids, and we were walking. I forgot Victoria's Secret was there, and we were walking, and Dee was like, "Oh my gosh!" And, like, <laughs> <"Aw."> <laughs> and he closed his eyes, and I'm like, "Just don't look." And he's like, "Mom, that's an open door." <laughs> Period. Look at him. And I was like, "Wait, you're right. It is an open door. Like he sees it at the mall. It's mm-hmm. like a big old poster yeah. of like a lady in lingerie." And I'm like, "I just looked at it, and I was like, dang, you're hecka right. And it's normal. It's normal. Like people think it's normal." I mean, because it is, but it's like, it's crazy. Okay, so we talked about a little bit about like the spirits that you guys have seen the most, but I do know that someone recently asked me like, what are like the main characteristics of 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 like demons and or like yeah of like you having a demon or you you show you. I get. Um, how do you say that when you see somebody, you're like, yeah, you got a demon. Like the symptoms almost. Ooh. Yeah, like well, the that's symptoms. a good word. Let's start there. <laughs> I think, okay, let's, <clears throat> let me gather my thoughts here. I don't know if this is right. Maybe this is just what I think. I th- this is why we have two of you. Okay. <laughs> Perspectives. So, yeah, <laughs> let me know what you think. Um, I think it depends on the demon itself. Because it, if it's fear, it could be, like, your symptoms could be anxiety and consist, like, constantly worrying about things. Um, if it's, like something like um i have like a list of open doors you guys of how demons can get in that i want to name off yes just because we want to bring light to this yes um so some open doors that i got through a video that i watched today by vlad i cannot say i cannot say his last name (laughs) i'm so sorry but shout outs to him um is that really from hungry jen no, it's like, oh, I can't me. say his last name. Okay, God, He's like from like, oh. Ukraine or Russia. Um, but it's, oh, some open doors that he mentioned were willful sin, frequent willful sin, um, involvement with the occult, like witchcraft and stuff, um, tarot cards, horoscopes, that's and yoga, like stuff like that. Yeah. Generational curses, um, being unwanted at birth or like during the pregnancy Mm. growing up in a broken home verbal physical emotional or sexual or mental abuse um harboring unforgiveness that's a big one abortion illicit sexual encounters which is like fornication adultery masturbation um involvement in pornography stealing lying which is like a big one but it's like a white lie you know but hey lying is lying you guys so don't do it Drugs, words spoken over you from an authority source. Um, those are all open doors that could and a, a demon could walk through. Mm. So just make sure that those doors are covered. Throwing that out and there. And it's funny that you say lies because I mentioned that to my husband yesterday. We were at check. So we were we were right there, and I was like, babe, um, you know, a big one is lying. And he's like, yeah, but if you don't lie, people are gonna get upset and they're gonna think you're a rude person. And Bro, like, I hate when people tell me that. Like, I'm sorry, but like. Grow thicker skin. Yeah, that's what I told I him. I know that sounds so mean, and, like, I'm so sorry if you get offended off of this, but, like, if you can't take yeah. it, then you need to go, like, fix something. That's what I kind of told him, because he's like, what if they take it personal? Like, let's say we don't want to go to your party. Then don't. And then <laughs> you tell them that, and then they get mad. And I'm like, 
but you're not lying. You're not here to please them. You're here yeah. to. I'm like, and you're not saying it meanly. Yeah. Like you're not gonna be mean and be like, I don't want to go to your party. Right. So I think as long as you're being honest and you're telling people the way, like telling it how it is, but you always want to walk in love and grace. Yeah. yeah. So like, it's not what you say, but that's how you say mm-hmm. it. Yeah, that's my thing. I say things really bad. Like I really try not to, but I need to learn how to control my mouth. Okay. <laughs> So back to to the symptoms. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I think it just, if you were to say like, what are the symptoms of being demonized? I think it depends on what spirit you might have, like what demon is actually in there. And I don't know how you might think that. Yeah. I mean, the characteristic is what the spirit is, Mm -hmm. you know, if it's fear, it's going to say I'm feared. I think sometimes when we put the names like, Say if somebody has a spirit of Jezebel, mm-hmm. like there are certain characteristics yeah, that's what me and attached Jackie were, we to, went to Disney that and we we're like in line and we we're like researching it just because we got bored. Yeah. So like, can you explain it to us a little bit? Um, Jezebel, Jezebel, I think Jezebel is very common in the church mm-hmm. and sometimes people um, don't identify it or She's don't sneaky. confront it. Yeah. Um, but Jezebel is literally hates the servants of the Lord and persecutes them if we remember Jezebel in the Bible so it is important to know that the Jezebel like when someone has a spirit of Jezebel it doesn't mean that it's like the Jezebel in the Bible it just <laughs> means that it's the characteristics of who Jezebel mm-hmm. was in mm-hmm. the Bible and Jezebel was a very wicked queen mm-hmm. and if you remember she um, she persecuted Elijah which was a prophet of the Lord and yeah. so Jezebel likes to infiltrate into the church and she likes to um, be sneaky and try to cause tension and division in the church. Um, Jezebel and her husband, King Ahab, were also responsible for building the astral poles, which uh, caused a lot of sexual immorali- immorality in their time. And so there's also sexual perversion attached to Jezebel. Um, there's manipulation attached to her yeah, as well. Yeah, there's arrogance attached to her. Um and so that is, I think it's a, uh, it wants to cause confusion and division within the church. So Jezebel's a big one. So is Jezebel and Leviathan together? Because he also is kind of the same. Leviathan is, the, that I know of, is more a spirit of pride. Um, oh, and Peter. he's uh, controlling, um, lying, cursing, strife, anger. That's more Leviathan. Yeah, so Which two different spirits. Yeah, two different demons. Um, they just have different qualities. And usually I know that when I've done deliverance, um, Jezebel doesn't really like to come out and say, hey, I'm here, I'm Jezebel. Mm-hmm. But she has. And usually when it's Jezebel, there's a lot of other spirits Attached along to with it. her. She's yeah. a, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, she's like a principality or like she's up there. She's like a, one of the most stubborn yeah. spirits, yeah. Yeah. And there's more spirits attached to her that. Well, in my experience, I do feel like we had to cast out other spirits um, to make her weaker. Just like um, with one specific one, it was like spirit of fear, um, suicide. There was a, a few other ones that we had to cast out before um, confronting her directly. But usually I do feel like she it's it's there's more spirits when she's around it's other spirits along with her you said something important rose there's um the bible says it too right that that there's different genres like there's different rankings i've 
I find it really funny that, not funny, well, interesting, that <laughs> <clears throat> uh, the enemy is very strategized. So it makes me really upset when, um, like, us as Christians were lazy because the demon, like, the devil is so strategized mm -hmm. and he, like, there's so many, like, military terms. Like, foothold is a military term. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, he's legit, like, got a whole map of what he's going to do and he's got a long game plan for what how he's going to destroy our lives and christians we were lazy and we we don't see it like that but if we were to like really be on our p's and q's about thing about things and and really step up our game we need to be more strategized and more you know like ha have more knowledge of the territory that he's gaining on us um, because there is different rankings. That's where I was trying to get with this is that there is different rankings. Like Rose said, there's principalities and there's governing spirits, even like over our cities and like yeah. over churches that are just like the enemy has assigned to bring destruction, to bring, to bring confusion, confusion and division and stuff like that. So it's, um, it's interesting to me because the enemy like tries to get one up on us, but that's why we need to have discernment and stuff like that. So, like, when you say rankings, like, what do you mean? Like, I know what you well, mean, but, like, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, I mean, you demon slayers can, like, correct me if I'm wrong. But the the devil runs his army, quote-unquote army, like the gov like a... Like an army. Like an army. Yeah, like a Literally. militia. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that he has, like, so, the... Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, I'm going to sound, like, really dumb. But, like, so does that mean that, like, you could... Mm, Okay, this question might sound really weird. So does that mean you could be like in a certain like? Mm, <laughs> how can I put this into words? Um, does that mean like how many demons you have defines your ranking in a way? Does that or like how? No. No, I. It's more like the power the demon has. Got it. Okay, that makes more sense now. Yeah, like um, it could be sent over. Like there's principalities and then like let's for example jezebel so jezebel is the ranking demon but okay. she might present herself or she might have other foot like little tiny demons foot soldiers that are doing the work to torment you with um manipulation uh lust could be under her so it's just like there's a rank there's one towering one and then there's little ones that work for her and they present themselves in different ways um, okay that makes more sense now got it thank you sorry okay moving on um if you have a stronghold do you need to be delivered oh i should have asked that earlier sorry well we kind of address that um it's the stronghold is more something that you break okay. through different through the through doing different things um an important one we talked about spending time with the holy spirit where he renews your mind um, an important one is the confession of our sins. And it says in the in the Bible, it says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And so some people are not comfortable confessing their sins, but the word says confess to one another. And I think that we see this a lot when people come to us and they speak out on on their problems because there is there's freedom when you confess it and we have to remember that the devil um it builds in darkness and so mm -hmm. you when you speak out your sin it exposes the the darkness and it makes the devil lose its power and so um i feel like when people come and they're willing 
they're willing to share and willing to go through the process of um, sharing with us what it is that they're dealing with, that in itself is already starting to break the stronghold. Um, Fasting, fasting is a big one. Fasting, um, there's something special that happens when you are depriving your flesh and it increases, it makes your spirit stronger. Um, It increases your spiritual discernment. Um, It positions you to hear from God. Um, Can you think of anything else that... I think spiritual disciplines is really what I would say breaks a stronghold. Um, You have to be in your prayer life. You have to be in your reading your word. You have to be talking to the Holy Spirit. It's going to be the renewing of your mind. So all those things are really going to what's is going to bring you to break down that stronghold. Um, You guys said fasting. So one thing I wanted to add, um, I, I, one thing that I, I think it's true that specific demons, when you try to cast them out, don't just come out with prayer, but with prayer and fasting. Is that, um, is that something? Yeah, that's That's biblical. biblical. Yeah, that's biblical. Definitely. The disciples were trying to cast out a demon and they weren't able to, and they go back to Jesus and Jesus says this kind, um, will only come out with prayer and fasting. And so that's just very biblical. We know, like we were just talking about the different rankings. Some demons might be, you know, known as more powerful. And so maybe some will require fasting and praying. Um, but again, we know that Jesus is, is stronger and more powerful than any demonic force. And so with the power of Jesus in it, it just, I think the prayer and fasting what Jesus was trying to get to was what Z was just talking about, which is spiritual discipline. Like you, you can't go out and try to cast a demon if you're not living a spiritually disciplined life. Okay. I don't know if you have any more questions, but I, I have, you don't I have a testimony on that on fasting. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I was in a deliverance session where the, um, the demon spoke out and was like to a leader above me and I was like floored at what happened um he literally he literally was like how could you threaten my authority he said you think with just a couple days of fasting on a mountain you can get me out and I just like that (laughs) oh that like was like a slap in the face to me because I was like wow and that's what I'm telling you. Like, if you're going to walk into this territory, you better make sure that you're spiritually disciplined. That was one of my, the next question I had. Um, so I, I'm sure all of us, even with knowing, with not knowing, we've come across, you know, these things. <laughs> but when do you know that you're ready to cast out a demon? Or when do you know that you're ready to address that you have a demon or something? Because there's people that I know that will be listening that are like, okay, here are the steps. I can do it. Like, you how mean do you know to you're cast ready? out a demon or to be delivered? To to cast out. Oh, I think there's like specific steps, right? Yeah, like, I like think you just need to, like, for sure. I know think you that just need right to believe. Like, I think you need to believe. Yeah, I definitely think yeah. you need to believe. Um, so, can anyone do it? I think we're all called. To I know do that's it. all like, called <laughs> to do it. Yeah, yeah, we all have the authority, um, but obviously, we we need to. We need to. Um, we need to be connected to God. You mm-hmm. can't go out and try to cast a demon without being connected to God because, you know, the Bible, again, in one of the um, 
who was it that was like who are you you know i know Peter? i know oh, yeah. Pe- i know um but i don't know you but i don't mm-hmm. know you yeah and so we don't want that to happen we we need to walk in authority and dominion but also a strong connection to the lord is vital like you can't just think you're gonna go cast out demons and then live a life where you have all these open doors Mm -hmm. you know so i don't think there's exact steps i feel like the holy spirit will also allow you to come into contact with somebody that you could shed light and to be like hey i think this is what's going on in your life and if you yourself don't feel like you're ready to do that then you can always look to your pastors your leaders but if you can identify it it's definitely because the holy spirit is like pushing you that way or if you see it in somebody else it's maybe because you're called to that ministry you know um but definitely you want to make sure that you're spiritually disciplined yeah but to say like when you know you're ready i mean i would say that the first time that i encountered it i was still a little hesitant and i was still a little like is this something that i can do you know like there was just a little bit of hesitation it's kind of like when you're going to become a parent, you're like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. But <laughs> here comes a baby. And <laughs> it's like you have to be ready. Like it's here. Right. It's kind of the same thing. Like it's just like you have to be bold to just do it because you're never going to feel ready. Mm-hmm. That's like a great example. Yeah, that really is. I have another question. Um, you mentioned what did you mention right now, Sister Z? Um. You said, oh, if you feel like you're being called to this ministry, how do you know you're being called to like the prayer and deliverance ministry? Well, we're all called to pray. And oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Let's begin there. You guys should be praying. Of course. Um, we're all called to pray. And we're all honestly, the Bible says for those of you who believe like we can all cast out demons like it's part of our authority in Christ, you guys. So if we don't feel that we're up to par to do it, then we need to be checking our spiritual lives, like what's really going on. Um, But if you feel, well, I can, I guess I can share on my half. Um, I had prophetic words spoken over me that that's what my ministry was, but I can tell you that growing up, like I would always have dreams where like I would see things in the spiritual realm and I would get so super scared because at that time I didn't understand. And then as I was like growing up, like I could understand that the enemy put a lot of fear in me when I was smaller so that I wouldn't act in my ministry and Mm -hmm. in my calling. Um, So that was part of my like that's my personal. I I don't know, like I don't know how it was for Mm -hmm. Sister Drosio, but for me, it was literally like I had dreams when I was little or I kind of like. I don't want to say vibe because I don't believe in that, but like (laughs) I could discern it. Like I could feel like somebody was just a little off. Like something's wrong with you. I don't know what it is, but something's wrong with you. And I I just feel like the Lord gifts us in that way, even though we should all have spiritual discernment, but um, I don't know. Like it's just the label he put on me and that's what I'm doing. You guys, I don't know. (laughs) We actually (laughs) talked about this because I told her, I was like, you know, like I feel like she has a passion. I'm like, I, I know we are all called You're to, like, but to deliverance, <laughs> right? To deliverance. But I just felt like there was never that like tug in my heart. Like, oh, this is, I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, I never felt that, which is a testimony to some of you hearing that it's not an excuse not to do it. And yeah. so that's mm-hmm. what I'm getting at is that even if it's not like, 
your been your passion, you know, and you know, like, oh, I've been called to do this or I have this passion or this longing to do it. It doesn't matter if the passion or the longing isn't there. That's just our job to do. And so I remember like the first time it was like, it's not like I wanted to go down that path of deliverance. <laughs> You're like, I don't want to be here, but okay, it here was I am. just it's <laughs> but it's it is part of the requirement of being a child of God. And so although my passion might lie elsewhere in doing something else in ministry, I need to know that that's just part of the ministry period, you know. And so should anybody walking, you know, connected to God, should any Christian be able to use their authority and do it if the opportunity is there? And if, you know, you're in that moment, yes, anybody should be able to do it. So we should never be hesitant. And like Z said, if you don't feel ready to do it, then really check your heart because, hey, maybe you, there are some truths that the word says that you're really not believing. Mm, yeah. I have another question, which is kind of like a little bit off topic. Um, but how is it that like a spirit will begin to manifest? Cause you know, I mean, yeah, I guess you can say. So like for the most part, like, like, how do you know you have a spirit? Not necessarily. Like in a service? Yes. Okay. There we go. Like, what is it that triggers them? I think for those who don't know, cause the way that someone explained it to me, sorry, the way that someone explained it to me was more so like, you know, when you're walking your dog. <laughs> no, crazy. It's like when you're walking your dog and you're walking past the house that already has a dog and it begins to bark because it's like triggered because there's like another dog. So it's like, this is my territory. Why are you here? That's how they explained it to me. But like, I don't know if that's accurate or not. I could see how they said that. <clears throat> um, yeah. I would say it's the presence of God. I mean, Jesus walked by people and they started manifesting. And there was that guy in the Bible that was like, why are you tormenting me? Like, mm -hmm. hijo de la, like, why are you tormenting me? Um, so I think it's just the presence of God, the anointing on somebody's life, um, the Holy Spirit in somebody that makes the demon uncomfortable and they don't want to be there anymore. Yeah, I, I feel like that happened to me once. Like I was just regular praying for someone like it wasn't even supposed <laughs> to be a deliverance. And then she began to manifest and it's because something inside was now uncomfortable with the, the, the presence of the Holy Spirit. And so it's important to know also that people manifest in different ways um, because sometimes you see people and they're, you know, very, um, you know, yelling very loudly and just like, you know, kind of like we can say causing a scene. Um, but then you have other people being delivered with simply just tears. Yeah, I don't like the loud scenes either. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean it's like harder work or something? No, I... What I... I just feel like the... It's like the... The demon is still trying... One, distract. A mm. Second thing, it's still trying to like make the person um what's the word i'm looking for Manipulate, maybe? like they're trying to make a scene of the person they're trying to humiliate mm. them humiliate them even more so it I, honestly it angers my spirit when people get like that i just want to be like but a lot of people do they do get like that yeah they do and 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 so some are different there's just different manifestations you see some people laughing mm -hmm. i um, heard people can even burp or yawn i've well, that's when the, the spirit actually come releases. Out. Yeah, yeah oh, when okay, the spirit okay. actually leaves. Um, but yeah, you just have different ways of, of manifesting. Sometimes it's like shaking or crying or laughing or whatever. So I think sometimes Wait, it's so, like... Because okay, someone once asked me like if the spirit of laughter was real. And I was like, huh? 
So is that like a thing? You mean like when the, no? Like are when you, the you're talking about like the Holy Spirit? I don't know. Holy, 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 holy laughter. <laughs> That's just a different I won't topic. I name names. Because <laughs> um, it's like a whole story. But someone once said that. Um, I guess you can say they like visited the church. Okay, I'll put it like that. And like this person was on the altar. I think they were like ministering, and suddenly like they just broke out into laughter. And that this person's, the person sat there and was like, "Well, that's not from the Holy Spirit." So then they asked me like, "Is that a thing?" I'm like, "I don't know what you're talking about." But like now here I am. Is that like a thing? And now I'm confused. I have been in services where people laugh, but not in a demonic way. Yeah. Like right. It, yeah. Like stating that it's it's holy laughter. Okay. I've it's, I'm not gonna talk about it because I've never done any type of research or okay. I have nothing to back that up. So I don't okay. know if that's a thing. I've never experienced it. Yeah, I was like I've really confused when they asked me. I was and like, huh? there's it, to me, it's just a little weird. But that's just my personal opinion. I don't really know if that if that's a way that the Holy Spirit can manifest. I mean, there's the joy of the Lord, right? That's a, yes, that's yeah. one okay. of the attributes of the Holy Spirit is joy. Yeah, it's joy, mm-hmm. um, but it's not specifically laughter. Okay. But you could express your joy in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as long as the person's not like up there cackling, you know, yeah. like, that's different. Oh, I've seen that, like where they laugh for like a long time. But that can oh. also be distracting, I feel like. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of distracting to me. I'm going to put a pin in that one. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. Wait, get back to me, you guys, because now I'm very but, curious. But people say that that's the whole, people that say that that's, um, the holy spirit not a demonic okay. spirit yeah, yeah, yeah. got it okay but cool. i mean i guess if you're like praying over someone and, and they then they begin to laughing laugh? like in a demonic way you're gonna have discernment you need to yeah. have discernment that and could be yeah. a manifestation that could of be a, a manifestation a okay. yes so you guys it could be either or just watch out for the laugh i guess <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm sorry discern. you guys gotta discern yeah. one thing um sorry i know it's like a lot of questions but um i had somebody ask if a demon can be in a specific area like in a home or if it can be if it follows that person oh i dealt with this recently and i had to do some research on it so i'll take it um yes so a demon can be in a place like there it's called a poltergeist and from what i learned from one of isaiah's videos is that their poltergeist literally just means a noisy demon noisy spirits um they can be attached to a place out of like severe trauma murder like something horrific that happened there um if there was a lot of occult stuff going there going on there um then yes it could attach to a place um but there are also demons that attach to people and that's usually what it is um and then you'll probably have a bigger manifestation if there's like you you walk into this house that's already Mm -hmm. got something going on then you have a bigger problem so Yes. Yeah, and I think and I think that I saw that same video and it said like the end goal is they're in a physical house, but the end goal is it's for to them to in. enter mm-hmm. into the soul. Oh. So their goal is to enter into yeah. an actual person. Um, but also the fact that they're in a house means that they have the legal right to stay there. Mm-hmm. So oh. we we have to you so have it's to like break a real person. that legal right. Yeah, you have to break the legal right. It was it was either there because of the family that lived there before mm-hmm. or you've invited them in through some type of open portal like what you watch or whatever it is yeah that's 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 one thing we didn't really talk about legal rights Mm -hmm. because a lot of people don't know what is a legal right yeah i'm like like (laughs) what well it's just means that they've been invited in somehow 
or that there's been an open door for them to freely come in. So those that list that I read off a little earlier, mm -hmm. those are all legal rights. Those legal are all open rights. doors and they give the demon legal right to come in mm -hmm. to basically just walk through the door and come in. So that's why a lot of people can have a, maybe a spirit and not even know that they have a spirit. Because like she said, for example, if someone was um, conceived out of adultery or fornication, um, there could be a spirit of, of lust and you don't even know mm -hmm. because that's how it entered and that was a legal right it had to enter. And so um, those are just doors that we have to close. There's you know, renouncing during deliverance and stuff like that that you have to do to make sure that you're cutting the legal right and that you're closing all the doors so that that spare doesn't come back. Anything else you guys want to add before we, we let you guys go? Anything important that you want our listeners to remember or to know? Um, I just want to... I just want to remind people that... Um, you know, sometimes when we talk about people not knowing if they have demons, I think one very important thing is, um, you know, check. We talked about our mind a little bit, but do you have dominating thoughts, you know, thoughts that you feel like you can't control, whether they are um, dominating like sexual thoughts or anger or perversion or suicide and we've dealt with people and it's like as much you know I know the word says take your thoughts captive and put them under the submission of the Lord but some people are like I just I can't control them and they're just dominating and so that's a way that you can know that there is probably a spirit that you need to cast out so I think that's super important um, and then I just want to leave you guys with a verse because this verse brings hope. Psalms 50, 15, it says, and call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. So we have to remember, I think an important thing to remember is that um, deliverance here on earth, it brings a temporary relief. It's, it's temporary because our life on earth is temporary. Um, and so jesus yeah we have the authority to cast out demons and to heal and we have this and this brings a temporary relief but we want to make sure that our long-term relief our permanent relief is the cleansing of our sins and so just to remember that jesus came to earth not just for uh to guarantee us a good life here on earth but to guarantee us a good life in eternity and so the most important thing is for us to walk in connection with jesus um, prayer, fasting, all of those things to walk in discipline. Um, and, and Jesus has promised us to live in peace. We do want to live in peace while here on earth. And so if that means that maybe you have to come to one of our leaders and maybe share with them what you're going through because you're not living in peace, because you're living in addiction or because you're, you know, you have this pattern of, of just sin that you cannot control then come talk to somebody, talk about them because you do have that right to peace. Yeah, well, that was beautiful. I just want to say if you feel like you've got something going on, you can't really tell, just reach out for help. I think the worst thing you can do is just sit there and be confused or sit there and be tormented and not like you're in the limbo of knowing and not knowing. Just talk it out with somebody, reach out to a leader um, and we can help you figure it out. Yeah, and there's no shame, you know. Um, I feel like when you stay quiet, that gives the enemy even more 
power yeah and uh once you confess like they said you confess your sin or confess whatever you're going into or going through um you know that's you shed a light in that and then the devil yeah he gets mad and but you're still getting help you know but yeah that's all i want to say i have nothing to say this was <laughs> a great episode if you ask me sorry i feel like we were all over the place <laughs> but i know <laughs> but Our i hope you guys got it the place. <laughs> send in your questions yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah. for further explanation <laughs> we might need a part two because i had a couple more but i'm like eh, it's already a little bit long but yeah um if you guys have any questions feel free to reach out on our Instagram and we can possibly have them over one more time um, to answer all of those questions. Um, yeah, that's it for today. Um, <laughs> but I guess where can they like reach out to you guys or how can they reach out to you guys? In other words, do not give your phone number. Unless <laughs> my you phone really number is yeah, unless you're <laughs> about to give because I don't I mean, have you social can media. If you want, if you feel comfortable. I mean, that. if you go to our youth group, we're there on Fridays. Uh, if you're on social media, I'm on social media. Um, if not, you can reach out through the page mm -hmm. um, and they can get you in contact with either one of us. Um, there's a whole prayer team for Legendary Youth that I didn't even say, but we yeah. do have a prayer team going on now. So don't feel like you don't have anywhere to turn to. There is hope. Jesus is your hope. And if you're still alive and hearing this is because he wants to set you free. Yeah. Okay, um, I guess that's it for today. We have youth on Friday nights at 7.30 p.m. We have Sunday service at 10.30 a.m. Um, and then we have Wednesday services on Wednesdays at 7.30, right? Yeah, I guess. Um, and that is it, right, Rose? <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to share? No, Any I events don't. that are coming up? No. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's it then. Bye, guys. <laughs>